Hi, Money Makers. Sebi and Josh here. Thanks for listening. Before we jump into this episode, please share and help our ministry. Leave a review on Apple Podcasts. Share with your friends, your family. Hey, if you have enemies, <laughs> share with them as well and everyone in between. Now enjoy the episode. Happy New Year, everyone. It's a pleasure to be back. We've been gone for a minute, but we promised that this year would be awesome and we'll we are going to give you more tips and tricks on how to navigate the stock market. Yes. So just going back to what happened last year, if anyone told me on the 1st of January, 2022, that the NASDAQ would be down over 30%, I would have said, you know, you might be out of your mind. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, we didn't know it was going to be challenging, Mm -hmm. but just how extreme it was. Because power was just like raise, raise, raise rates every single day. I'm really glad that we actually spoke about the housing market. I know mm-hmm. in the first few episodes in 2022, we spoke about how houses were at unprecedented levels mm-hmm. of being overbought, were so expensive, people wouldn't be able to afford them. And we saw a correction. And so yeah. far, we've seen the value of homes come down a bit, even though we think it might still have a little more to go. Yeah, it definitely would have. I think one of my observations is, yeah, it's been down, but when I look at how badly tech stocks have been beating up, how badly anything that ran up in such an exponential way has been beating up compared to the housing market, it's still doing well off. Because I think if it was a stock that was down the same way the housing market was lower, we would arguably say they're doing okay, considering like Meta was down like 80% and Tesla is down like what, 60 plus percent from its all-time high. So we will see say it's doing well. So that's why I feel like there is more downside to be expected, like we were discussing in, a, in the other episode. Definitely. And talking about the tech stocks again, mm-hmm. you know, as the year kept going forward, many of these stocks started to unravel. So here's my question for you. We all knew that, okay, they're going to raise rates, mm-hmm. stocks are going to go down. But did you expect it to be that exaggerated? Let's be honest. Some stocks are down 90%. Snapchat yeah. <laughs> is down 90%. I think Lucid is down about 90% as well. There's so many stocks. They're down 70, 80, 90%. I think everyone is a genius in a bull market. Mm. I think what <laughs> we're seeing here is that fundamentals are beginning to matter again. Because there was no reason why like Snapchat, like look at GameStop and AMC and all these other like ridiculous, there was just money flowing. So Mm -hmm. definitely because the government was printing out so much money, everyone, anything that anyone touched was going to turn into gold. It does make sense because since the risk-free rate was so close to zero, how much bonds were returning, it's like everyone was like, what can go up? You know, yeah, anything can go anything. up. I'd rather put money in there. Like Rivian had not even sold the car, and it was like, pff, yeah, like every single, every single spec. I remember like Shamat was like, oh, such a king. Then like, every spec was doing <laughs> well. Like they did not even have a proof of concept, nothing. And as soon as they were like, oh, we're going public, boom, it's going up. Lucid one time was going up a lot, but I think now what people are realizing is like, okay, that's great, but are you going to make money? Because now money is being taken back, interest rates are higher, and it's, the cost of borrowing is more expensive. So people are like, hey, we not only have to pay back this money that we borrowed for at this particular rate, but we mm-hmm. still need to make profit 
And we still need to give a good return to our investors. So that's what's being factored in is why people are pulling money out of these positions that are still not making money and putting it back into like good businesses. That's why you see like insurance companies are mm-hmm. making a lot of money. Uh, you see beauty industries like some makeup brands are making a lot of money because it's like come rain, come sunshine. You're still going to pay your insurance. You see some medical companies, pharmaceuticals are making money because they're you would see they're doing better in their returns because yes, they are making money. There's proof of concept and everyone is still going to need healthcare or they're still going to pay, have to pay their insurance. Yes, I definitely agree with that. And just to give a quick recap to people who might not know what raising rates mean and the impact. So during COVID, because so many people lost their jobs mm-hmm. and the economy was in the pit, they had to cut rates. So basically make it easy for people and companies to be able to borrow money. That way they could pay their employees and people could survive. Yeah. However, the consequence of this is that inflation will skyrocket, will yeah. go up. And when that happens, the Federal Reserve, which is kind of like the apex bank of the United States, they have to reverse that process. Mm-hmm. So all the money that they have printed out of thin air, they have to take that out. And that's yeah, why with many of these speculative companies... You know, many people could not take that much risk anymore. Mm-hmm. Just like you said, fundamentals started to matter. Companies are actually making real money. Yeah. If we're being honest, many tech software companies, uh, they're not making that much money, yeah. and which is kind of scary. And thinking about it now, it's not that surprising that many of them are down 70, 80% because yeah. it's like, if you couldn't make money in the <laughs> loosest, easiest monetary policy environment we've had in like forever... What are the odds you ever make money? Yeah. Or at least consistently, if things mm-hmm. are only going to get tighter from here. Yeah. And we've seen that unravel with all the layoffs mm-hmm. from different companies, even Amazon, even the big the, companies. The, the sheer negligence of a bunch of CEOs <laughs> to come outside and be like, oops, we overhired. Like, it was <laughs> just, it just showed to me that there was just so much money and people were not even thinking. And it's like, yes. I'm like... I'm very concerned, like, what was the FP&A team doing, the financial planning team? What were they doing, or were you not listening to your team? Because how can you just, like, gamble with people's lives and just like, oh, my God, sorry, we overhired, we overinvested, oops, and bye. It doesn't make any sense. And what this reminds me of is when we will see headlines, and I'm like, okay, there's a cheap shortage, there's a shortage of cars. And now it's like the opposite. There's a glut, there's an excess of almost... Everything. Everything. I think what happens to many of these companies is a bias. Mm. The same way we talk about, oh, you know, you have a FOMO. People have FOMO. Companies <laughs> yeah. have FOMO too. Because what many of them, what I suspect were thinking was like, what if this economic expansion keeps going? Yeah. You know, we need more employees. We need more employees. We need more stores. We need more warehouses. We need yeah. more factories. You know, just in case the economic expansion keeps going so that we can maximize and make all that profit. What they did not take into consideration was that the expansion we had happened too fast but, because of all the money they printed. But even still, I, I don't know, maybe they just didn't believe Powell because he had been saying, even before rates were increased, mm-hmm. I am going to increase rate because inflation is getting out of hand. I am going to. I am about to. <laughs> Tomorrow I am doing it. He literally, it's not like if Powell came out of nowhere and just said, oh, I'm going to increase rates tomorrow. I would get it. Like, Mm -hmm. oh my gosh, there was this expectation that this would continue. Mm -hmm. But even before then, they had already been talked because inflation was getting out of hand. Mm -hmm. So they had already been talking about it for a while that we're going to do this. So 
Any adjustment that needed to be made should have been made before then because you had at least six months to recalibrate, reaccess, go back to your analysis, your formula, whatever simulations you ran and rerun your numbers and see what's actually needed. But you did it. And now we're here. Yeah. But what do you think is going to happen? Because we saw the disaster Mm -hmm. that was 2022. What do you think is going to happen moving forward in 2023? What are even the stocks that you're looking at and how are you thinking of navigating that? Yeah. So just based on what we just said, this is the sad irony about Mm -hmm. the economy and companies because these companies can make all these mistakes, but guess who suffers for the idea of the day? It's the the average man. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Main Street is who suffers for it because once companies start to see that their profits are having headwinds, their profits can potentially go down. What would they do? They're going to lay off a whole bunch of people. Yeah. You know, but the CEOs will still stay there, you know. And the keep board their directors, bonuses. <laughs> the CFOs, C-suite, they'll all be yeah. there. It's like the regular employees that will get caught off, which is yeah. a sad thing. However, going forward, one thing that many people believe is going to happen is that inflation is going to start coming down. Yeah. Which I believe is going to correct a bit. However, what people are not considering is a potential recession that could happen. Mm. Because the Federal Reserve have raised rates at unprecedented levels. Levels Mm. we've never seen before. And they did it so fast. Now they're getting towards the end of the raising cycle. However, we don't even know what the effects are going to be. We started to feel the effects, you know, little by little, by seeing these companies lay off a whole bunch of people. For example, Friday, we saw Macy's guy down. Yeah. They said that... Salesforce laid off people Exactly. As well. With Macy's, they said for their Christmas shopping period, they did not meet expectations, which is kind of weird because we yeah. know in America, during Christmas, people will always buy stuff, but many have started to feel the crunch. People are getting laid off, and when they go into new jobs... They're not getting as much as we're getting before. I would like to commend some companies, like not every single tech company is laying people off. I think that I would like to commend some some companies that were able to navigate and like keep money and use that opportunity to get cash in the door. Mm-hmm. Then looking forward, how they're going to navigate that and how they're going to utilize that cash. One, even though like a lot of people really do not like, I am not a huge fan of Elon, like the person of <laughs> Elon. But when I look at like Tesla and some other like companies that have done that successfully well, is that I have seen how like during that bubble when he did the stock split, took in that money and they've been able to put money in investable areas in their business. Yes, they're cutting prices. And yes, like they'll be having some demand issues in China. But when you see how they're still able to increase your growth compared to their competitors that are in that space, they are comfortably, not only are they able to maintain a growth rate comfortably over 50%, they're also able to retain most of their money. That means their bottleneck is really good. They're Mm. able to retain most of their money and compared to other people, you're not really hearing as much of like layoffs. So I would, there are some people who are doing it right. There are some people who did not expect this. So mm-hmm. it's not something that you're doing. Like It wasn't like an embarrassing like rule of hiring like Coinbase, for example, just hiring yeah. with no like proper planning or anything like that. So I would say I'm not a fan of how he's handling Twitter and all the selling of stocks he's doing because... Um, yeah, that Twitter buy, in my opinion, will forever be like the worst decision he's made. But kudos to the people 
at Twitter that initiated that deal and made sure he kept to his words. I think they were on the winning side. He was definitely on the losing side. I definitely agree. I think my biggest issue with Tesla right now was all the discounts we're giving because mm. Tesla is one of those companies that people regard as having, quote unquote, pricing power. Yeah. Now, in the past two months, they've done two price cuts, yes. you know, in China. China is one of like their biggest markets. Yeah. So that raises the question, is demand actually facing headwinds? Mm. And the stock has responded in kind. The stock fell so drastically over yeah. the past month. You know, and I think, I believe, is as a result of a direct reaction to those discounts in combination with what's going on with Twitter yeah. and just overall economic softening. I think with the whole China debacle, and maybe this is just me being biased towards Tesla, mm-hmm. but I think that it's there is a test going on with that the Chinese market, especially because we're not really sure what's going on there. Because there was a period where they were like, we're locking everyone inside. And all of a sudden, out of nowhere... It's like literally night and day with how they switch the policies. So we're not really sure what's going on because we're seeing them cut prices in China. But I'm not sure that's translating to the U.S. market and the European market. I'm not seeing that translate here. So I think it's like a test so that when people are able to like come out and have that money, they're the first in line. So I don't know if it's like a strategy to make sure that there's still number one EV in the, in the Chinese market is what I'm suspecting. But again, we'll get more information to the after effect yeah. of what's I think going definitely on. is spread to America. Remember, I think yeah. it was on the 1st of January, they mm-hmm. had like their sales numbers yeah. in the US. And remember, they already revised this number down True. and they still missed. Mm. So clearly, you know, there's a demand issue. But remember, this number is backwards looking. It has happened True. already. As that number is... Have we bottomed, you know, in the yeah, moving forward? If you ask me, with no, the way the economy is so. looking, I don't think so. However, because I'm also a big Tesla fan. Yeah. I like the company. You know, I like the CEO. I don't like everything about him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I hope, you no know, Tesla will continue to maintain that purchasing power. Could forward. it just be industry specific? That's another thing I was going to say, because it's not just a Tesla situation. Yes. Now, we're seeing a lot of, because like, again... It was on president how used cars you would have your car and your value is actually increased. That's unheard of because usually with like yes. when you Once take you your car, lot, it's already wrap. depreciated, right? <laughs> but we were seeing your cars appreciating value. That was ridiculous. So I am wondering if this is a situation where we're having just like a softening in that market because of what was going on, and in order to be competitive. They are pricing accordingly. So they're responding. Not Well, it could still be like demand issue-ish. But mm-hmm. it's like I think they're responding accordingly ahead yes, of other I definitely now. agree. I think it's an entire, you know, the industry issue. But it doesn't make a difference. Sure, sure, if demand sure. is weak, demand it's is weak. weak. No yeah. one cares. I, I believe in the <laughs> auto industry. Obviously, Tesla is the best breed you know, in terms of margin, in yeah. terms of efficiency operations. Yeah. Tesla is best in breed. Is it a bit overvalued? Maybe. But I think it's your best shot if you want exposure into clean energy and yeah. electric vehicles. Now, yeah. going to our stock picks, <laughs> this one is going to be very, very interesting, right? Because there are so many things we have to take into consideration. Sure. With inflation, have we passed the peak of inflation? No. Or are we still in an Maybe. inflationary environment? <laughs> are we going to be in a recession? If we are, is it going to be shallow? Is it going to be deep? Mm. So there's so many things. Dive into the waters. <laughs> there's recession. so many things to, to take into consideration. So to me, a balance is mm-hmm. key here. Mm-hmm. So I think I have, I'll give my 
two picks. Okay. They can give yours. Okay. Number one is going to be this company. So my first pick is a company called Everest Insurance. Mm. And the ticker symbol is RE. So okay. basically, it is not a complicated business. All they do is render insurance to insurance companies. I love that. So they're kind of like the insurance company of last resort. Mm-hmm. And the reason why I like them is during recessions, cash flow still keeps coming. Yeah. Because if you have an insurance policy in your car, you're going to pay regardless. True. If you have health insurance, you've got to pay that regardless. So what we have noticed, whenever we're in this recessionary environment, many institutions, investment banks, all flow into those companies that mm. regardless of what happens, they will still keep their money. Yes. You know, and I think this is one of those companies that regardless of what happens, they should be fine. Now, the risk with this company is if we have a terrible 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 recession yeah and the reason why is that the companies that everest reinsurance insures if they fail now this will have to pay pay up up. you know so that that is the risk with this company however i think that is a that is has a very small chance of happening even though (laughs) we get it (laughs) even though we get into into a recession i don't think it's going to be as bad as many people think it will be Another one I'm looking at is this company called United Healthcare. Also, they deal with healthcare insurance. This is a very, very large company, and they've been around for a long time. And just like I explained in the first one, this so the first company, Everest Reinsurance, they insure insurance companies. This company is just a health insurance company, and they have a whole lot of cash. They have great margins. This is another company that I believe, whether we're in economic expansion or whether we're in more of an economic contraction, they will do well and they will maintain and preserve those, their margins. Ah, that's really good. You went all the way fundamentals. <laughs> I think for me, you already know, I like Tesla. I still think Tesla is pretty good. I think that... Why though? I I just feel like when, again, feel? one of the things... In investing? <laughs> okay. <laughs> one of the things that is definitely something that I like is... When you look at Tesla's competition, Ford and Co., right, you would see that their revenue is a lot higher than Tesla. But when you're looking at their income, their earnings, what they get to keep, Tesla does so much for them. Mm. In addition to that, many of them have like, what, a 3% growth rate, whereas Tesla is having 50% growth rate, right? So I think that... Again, and I'm looking at more of like a five-year horizon. I'm not just looking at 2023, right? I'm thinking, okay, there is a chance that Tesla might go down even more. And that could be an opportunity to buy more. Because I remember really well, quite frankly, around 2019, Tesla was going through issues as well. I think it was like 190-something dollars at that point. But look at how well it did because... This is not just a grow company. This is also a grow company that is actually making good money compared yeah. to other people in this automobile mm-hmm. industry. People making money, making cars is not cheap. Yeah. So I think because of the way they're efficient is what makes me gravitate towards them. Another one I like is Google. I mean, Google <laughs> is is the creme de la creme of the fang to me compared to the other okay, fangs. Okay, so I mean... I'll just let you finish my yeah. question. About <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's the cream de la cream compared to the other fangs. Yeah, everyone's having like you know turbulent times, but I feel like their margins speak for itself. Their revenue speaks for itself. Their management speaks for itself. 
So what I am looking towards here is that I'm looking for deals and discounts. Hmm. That when things get better, and they will, I am going to make money off of it. This is the time to get my big girl pants on and endure because they're actually making money. It's not just like, oh, I just feel like they're great or they're nice companies. These are actually people who are making money. Their cash flow statements are good. And they actually have money to ward off this headwind that we're going through. They don't need to borrow a, a, a whole lot of money. So which is why I'm like, hey, if we can get them for a good discount, we're in for a good ride when things begin to pick up again. That makes sense. So my question with Google is, if we get into a recession mm -hmm. and many companies are pulling back from advertising, how much do you think this will affect their profits? Because okay. we know Google has, yes. obviously, a lot of exposure yes. to advertising. I think one of the mistakes people make is that whenever they think people are pulling back on advertising, they're like, oh, they're just going to take money away. I think what people pull back on is advertising that is not efficient. Think mm. about it. Everyone is always on Google. Everyone is always going to be on there, all their AdSense and everything. Because maybe they might pull from Instagram or Facebook or Twitter. But at the end of the day, this is literally when I was younger, I thought Google was the internet. Like when you think about internet, you think Google. That's what I thought. So I think that, yes, they might suffer a little bit, maybe with like smaller companies. But compared to, again, their competitors, because we're not just comparing like, oh, they're just going to suffer. Is this an industry-wide thing? I think they'll be better off because whatever target you're trying to reach, that's where it's going to be. Because when you go online, oh, how many people are buying XYZ or how many people are doing XYZ? Again, look at YouTube, for example. YouTube is arguably the best streaming platform, period. <laughs> YouTube University for DIYs, everything. So you just have a whole lot of ways to make money through this one organization. Mm -hmm. And which is why I'm still writing for them, which is why I think now might just be a moment of hurt. But think about in ratio to the bear market versus a bull market. And if these growth companies excel exponentially in a bull market, don't you think you want to get it cheap during the bear market and mm. ride the wave in the bull market? Mm. You want to get the ones that have the most potential. Exactly. Exactly. Because, the, again, my, my take is like you're not just looking for growth companies. You're looking for growth companies, have good money, management, and good returns for your mm. investment. Okay, so that makes sense. I think, I guess my biggest concern is just that in a recession, we mm -hmm. expect demand to get weaker. Definitely. And if I was a small business owner, I'm not getting as many orders as I did. Of course, naturally, I will pull back a bit at least from, from advertising. Spending. But you can't, you, it's the same way but when like you're you said, looking for food. I won't lock everything yeah, you down. Won't, yeah, exactly. It's like you might stop advertising on Instagram or Facebook. Yeah. But at the end of the day, when people are like, oh, best food or let's say you're a Nigerian restaurant, mm -hmm. best Nigerian restaurant or you're looking for reviews on there, you're not going to lock that out. Maybe Yelp. Okay, well, not so your bet is that people will cut off the other means of advertising, yes, because not Google. Yeah, maybe not as much. Like, mm -hmm. like Google will suffer, right? Mm -hmm. I'm not trying to like paint like, oh, they're not going to be affected at all. But mm -hmm. when you compare to other people, because at the end of the day, all companies need advertising to survive. You can't just dry that cup up. You can't. You can't throw it away because how are you going to make new sales? How are you going to generate new sales? You still have to advertise your product. Mm -hmm. But like, would you rather your product be on Google where like whenever it is, they search you, you pop up and you appear? 
or when someone is you, you're there or do you want to be like oh no no then you're you're going to die faster in mm-hmm. that recession is what i'm thinking hmm, that's a very interesting so i guess the next question mm-hmm. do the markets end this year green or red <laughs> let's use well, s&p 500 oh man that part <laughs> it is for the gods to decide because i think that oof, oof that's a, that's a heavy question the reason why I don't want to be like, oh, it's going to end green already because there's a lot of argument. There's a lot of things that to say that this market will end red mm-hmm. at the end of the year 2023, which it was no surprise it did in 2022. But this market can still surprise you because Friday was definitely supposed to be red. Somehow everything was just green, right? So will the market end red? I think it's better to prepare for the worst and be happy when the best comes. So I will say red. Okay. That was going to be my answer. Yeah. I don't know if I should choose green now because <laughs> I've chosen red. Okay. I actually think the market will most likely be red this yeah. year. Red or flat. Yeah. I think we're going to bottom probably maybe in the first four months. Yeah. Then we might rally from there. Yeah. The biggest threat, in my opinion, is all the... All the hawkishness the Fed has done mm-hmm. and how much they've raised rates. And, the and we haven't felt the full impact yet. Mm-hmm. So it's like anything can happen. Look at what happened with FTX. That's just one thing. Well, who knows what we'll discover in the next few weeks. Bed Bath & Beyond just fought for bankruptcy. <laughs> I knew <laughs> that know? was coming. So who else? Who's <laughs> We're next? We're going shopping. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so. Yeah, well, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. It's a long one, but it's very rich and-